LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. You're listening to Ask Me Anything with Pastor J.D. Greer. Honest questions, quick answers. I'm your host, Todd Unzicker, and this is where J.D. Greer says, Ask Me Anything. All right, Pastor JD, this week on the podcast, uh, this is just not a pleasant topic. We'll go ahead and just say this, um, but it is one that is painfully too often, and that is how should we respond when a pastor falls to moral failure? Well, it's heartbreaking, and I unfortunately, you're right. It seems like there's been a lot of stories, um, even recently, just about pastors that you would just never think you know would be involved in stuff mm-hmm. like this. Sometimes it's a it's a kind of a uh, a once type of thing. And sometimes it's revealed that they've been in it for a long time. I remember back in 2007, so more than a decade ago, I was in this conference and it was filled with ministry leaders. We we're listening to this very prominent pastor who was a friend of mine. And uh, he gave these really just sobering statistics. Uh, for example, he said in the United States, 1,500 pastors every single month leave the ministry due to moral failure, spiritual burnout, or some kind of um, power conflict in their church. 50% of pastors' marriages um, end in divorce. 80% of pastors feel unqualified um, to the point that they're discouraged in their role and ready to quit. 50% of pastors say that they are so discouraged that if they could find another equivalent paying job, then they would leave the ministry Mm -hmm. and go do that. Um, 70% said they constantly fight depression. Um, 40%, um, this guy reported, um, say they have an extramarital affair have had one since beginning their ministry. Um, 80% of pastors' wives feel their husband is overworked. Over half of pastors' wives surveyed said that they think the most destructive event that has occurred in their marriage was the day that they entered the ministry. Wow. Now, here's what's sobering about that. Those, those statistics are very sobering. But that same pastor, the one who stood up there and I wrote all these things down from, he was removed from pastoral leadership in 2016. Mm-hmm. He had abused his pastoral authority. He had shut out any attempts um, of his elder board to hold him accountable, and he had pursued inappropriate relationships with a couple of different women he ended up confessing to. Uh, Now, listen, I I knew this guy in 2007. I knew he loved Jesus in 2007, and uh, praise God, I know he loves Jesus today. I know he sincerely believed what he told us in 2007 at that conference. Just knowing those things and believing them didn't prevent him from becoming one of the statistics that that he dreaded and that he warned us about. So what do I do when I hear these things? Well, first thing, my mind goes to Galatians 6, 1 and 2, that if if anybody I know is overtaken in a fault, I should first consider myself, lest I also be tempted. Um, the first thing that that pops into my mind when I hear about one of these guys falling is not, you know, what was wrong with him? And the, the first thing I do is, well, where am I susceptible to the same things? I'm considering myself. And one of the old Puritans used to say, the seed of every sin is in every human heart which means when I see a sin in somebody else, it's a warning to me that that same thing grows inside of, of me um, if left unchecked. Uh, it means that I should be taking diligent care to make sure that I'm accountable and that I'm addressing those sins. Um, I asked Paul Tripp uh, one time. Paul Tripp is kind of a counselor to counselors, a pastor to pastors. And um, I was asking him this, which um, I, I, that feels like name dropping. I was having a conversation with Paul Tripp. Yeah, didn't John Piper tell you never to name drop? I never name drop because John Piper told me personally it was tacky. But Paul Tripp, uh, I said, I was actually really discouraged at the time because I, another one of these guys, their story just come out. And I said, I said, Paul, what is it? Is it that these, do they, are these guys just lacking community? 
And I never forget Paul. He just kind of strokes his mustache, you know, which is sizable. And uh, Paul looks at me and he says, he says, no. He says, all these guys are like extroverts. So when you look around them, they've always got people around them. They Most of them are getting along with their staff. He said, what they lack is not community. What they lack is peer community. And that's different. Nobody is able to look really eye to eye with them. Everybody works for them or looks up to them. And he said, God did not create us for the platform. God created us for community. He says, you have got to remain with people that can speak into your life, people that are not that impressed with you, and people that can call out junk in your life. So what does that, I mean, so you're you're a pastor, you're a lead teaching pastor. What does that look like for other pastors who are listening to this? What does that look like for you having that? Well, I'll tell you, and don't let me forget to come back to the second one, because it's it's just as important. Um, The, uh, what that looks like for me is that my wife and I have built into our lives a lot of peer community. We moved, for example, into a neighborhood with a couple other families um, whose kids are about the same age as our kids, and we just do life together. Um, I am not into this model of, uh, you know, where my accountability group is a group of mega pastors all around the nation, um, because those guys that I check in with every three months, um, they can't know when I'm texting somebody too much or when that there seems to be a, a residual resentment mm-hmm. between my wife and I growing. They can't see when I'm harsh with my kid. I need people that are up close to me. God did not create me for the platform. He created me for community. And people that are solely in the platform and solely in authority, things always yeah. go, go bad. Uh, you know, uh, David Pallison, another Christian counselor, says things that grow in a secret garden always grow mutants. Mm-hmm. People have to be able to see your garden. Yep. They have to be able to see it up close, which leads me to the second thing that Paul yep. Tripp said. He said, he said, what also happens is these guys forget the power of indwelling sin in their own life because nobody's pointing it out to them anymore. They feel like they've graduated beyond it. He says an indwelling sin is the kind of thing that just grows silently until it just destroys you. You don't recognize pride, how it's growing in your heart. You know, I've always heard pride is a funny disease because um, you're the one who has it, but it makes everybody around you sick. Mm-hmm. And you're the, you're the person who's most blind to it. You don't recognize your problems with temper or your, your problems with giving attention to, to people, you know, outside of your spouse. And he says, he says that, he says, when you think you've gotten beyond, you know, and you no longer struggle with the same things that your congregation struggles with, he says, that's when you're ready for disaster. Uh, Paul Tripp, he, he goes on and says, you know, we all know 1 Timothy 1.15, where Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. But a lot of times, pastors no longer remember the second phrase, which is, of whom I am chief. Mm-hmm. They may know how to say that, but they don't really feel the weight of their own depravity, and that causes them to get careless with their accountability. So I think the thing to remember here is that the shepherd himself is still a sheep. And the sheep are still prone to um, sin in our lives and things in the secret garden growing mutant. And so I need I need diligently to seek accountability so that those things can't grow in and overtake me. Yeah. That's what I think of when I when I hear yeah. one of these stories. You know, JD, there's a lot of pastors that listen to this podcast, and and maybe they're resonating with some of these stats you just shared, some of the things that you've um, just talked about in your own kind of walk. Um, I want to just encourage those pastors to text the letters JD to 888-111, and um, we're going to give them a 30-day devotional. Maybe they're feeling some of those isolated, lonely, um, depressed feelings. Maybe this devotional can kind of um, jumpstart them back into a a time of accountability with other peers like you talked about. Uh, Certainly, they can find more information at jdgreer.com. But what about the layperson? 
Um, what about that person who maybe is concerned about their pastor, uh, or maybe they know of their pastor um, has fallen? What would you What would you say to that layperson, Pastor JD? Well, I, I'd be charitable with them, you know, and and don't you know approach them and all these things are wrong in your life. Hopefully, um, pastors at churches are um, with some kind of elder board or whether deacon board or something where other people can be peers to them. If not, you might express that to them. Isolation is the problem. Uh, Proverbs eighteen. Do you see a man? Um, who is isolated, that man will always begin to seek his own desire. Um, realize that that pastors, yes, that pastor means shepherd, but that pastor has more in common with you than he does with with the chief shepherd, Jesus, because you know shepherds are, in their essence, we're still sheep, and we need the same things um, that we are preaching to other people yeah. about as well. That's right. Pastors need to be discipled just as they are making disciples. And so part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network is actually a podcast called Making Disciples with co-host Robbie Gallaty, Chris Swain. Uh, if you're a pastor and you're you're struggling with what Pastor J.D. has just been sharing these past few minutes, uh, you want to go and check out that podcast where these guys want to help make Jesus' final words your first work in ministry. Uh, or maybe you're a layperson and you are a leader in the church and you want to care deeply for your pastor. You want to go and check that out. Part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. I am your host, Todd Unzicker of Ask Me Anything with J.D. Greer. Honest questions, quick answers. Until next time, we will see you on the podcast.